everybody. Today's topic is CI doesn't fit my personality. And I actually got the idea for this um, from my friend and colleague, Kristen Fleece. We were talking just the other day and um, she was telling me that she was having a conversation with a teacher and the teacher had said to her that they really liked the idea of teaching with CI, but they just felt that they didn't have the personality to pull it off. So we thought that would be a great idea to address this in a podcast episode. So Carrie, I agree. <laughs> so what, why don't we just start out by talking about um, what let's just get clarified as far as like, what do we mean when we talk about teaching with CI? Because I think sometimes just defining what that is can help people kind of get their head around what they'd actually yes. be doing. So what does that mean to you? Well, I think that some of the confusion comes from CI kind of being coined back in the day by people who practice TPRS or teaching mm -hmm. proficiency through reading and storytelling. Mm -hmm. And as, as that arc has changed, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people understand that CI just means comprehensible input, mm -hmm. but it's hard. Once something is firmly attached to something else, it's really hard mm -hmm. to separate those two things. And so I think that when you say CI, a lot of times teachers get the impression that you're also talking about teaching proficiency through reading and storytelling, right. which requires lots of, you know, mm -hmm acting out things and making mm -hmm. things up on the spot. And that's, we have to separate those terms again. And remember right. that CI is comprehensible input. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of ways to get comprehensible input to your students beyond and I, silly stories. I feel like we just also have to say that um, TPRS in and of itself is a great way to teach. Um, it's It can yes. be a very effective way to teach, but I also think it can be an intimidating process for a lot of people. I think that um, it, I, I know that there are some great teachers using TPRS who do not have these huge outgoing personalities. Um, but I do think that um, we've, we've all probably gone to that TPRS workshop where the presenter just has such high energy and, <laughs> and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's so cool, but I can't pull that off. And you kind of walk away feeling a little bit intimidated because you don't feel like you have the right kind of personality. I agree with you that um, CI kind of became synonymous with TPRS. And I do think that that is kind of problematic, first of all, because CI is not a methodology. Um, CI is um, just the the knowledge that, that students need to be hearing lots of comprehensible language and comprehending that comprehensible language in order to be acquiring. So it's not that's not a methodology. That's just kind of a framework for us to think about how language acquisition happens, right? And Dr. Terry Waltz does a good job explaining that mm -hmm. it's not comprehensible input, it's comprehended mm -hmm. input. Right. I really like that phrase that she uses, you know, things, they mm -hmm. have to understand it or else it is not actually comprehensible input. It yeah. has to be comprehended. Yeah, I mean, you can be the best teacher in the world, you know, telling the most compelling story to your students. But if, if the students are not understanding what you're saying. I mean, even though you may think you're being very comprehensible and there's a wide 
variety of reasons why students might not be comprehending, and most of them are not the teacher's fault. Um, but <laughs> it's um, it's just deeper. It's deeper than than that. So. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> I, I was on my phone. Sorry, I didn't comprehend what you just said. <laughs> Were you Google translating me? <laughs> chat. Uh, it's chat GPT now. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. wondering when we can start actually um, just asking chat GPT to make our podcast for us. You know, That's I mean, right. is, that, is, is the day coming? <laughs> I think so. We can give them a picture of our face and they can yeah. animate us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be so easy. Uh, <laughs> nothing like the real thing, so, baby. <laughs> no. I TPRS, I think a lot of teachers have been, tra- and I'm trained in TPRS, and I use yeah. a ton of stories in my lower levels. Mm-hmm. We basically, in Spanish 1, do all story-based mm-hmm. uh, with the Somos curriculum. and But TPRS yeah. is also exhausting, and so yeah. I think that's why a lot of people develop kind of a, I can't do that mm-hmm. attitude because it puts you as the center every single day. And mm-hmm. we can't be the center every single day. We have to have mm-hmm. kind of an arsenal of things that mm-hmm. we can pull from to make it easier to be in the classroom and sustain years right. and years. I mean, we've been doing this a lot of years. Yeah. How do you sustain and- that? I think also I'd like to put in a little plug here for our recent podcast about being always on, because if you feel like yes. you're always on, there are ways to combat that feeling. Um, yeah. So I think also I wanted to bring up that um, recently um, many of us have been transitioning from calling our teaching CI teaching um, to using a term that um, I as far as I know, Carol Gobb was the person who started using this this term, but um, ADI, Acquisition Driven Instruction. And I really like that term because it, um, I feel like it focuses a little bit more on what the learner outcome is going to be, right? So we're, as teachers, we're focusing like, how can we make acquisition happen as opposed to focusing on our delivery, we're focusing on the learner. So I think that's a little bit more descriptive of what we're actually trying to accomplish. I think so too. And if you really do focus on the acquisition aspect of the learning, then it helps you not be rushing to complete. Like if it's just input mm-hmm. that you're getting, you could fill them up with a ton of input that maybe mm-hmm. isn't leading to acquisition. So mm-hmm. putting the Putting the focus on that acquisition-driven instruction is a great way to, you know, keep your priorities mm-hmm. in the right place. Right. Um, and I, so let's talk a little bit about the whole the whole hang-up on, like, what type of personality you yes. have to have, right? Because I am, I think that for me, I think you're, like, a little bit more publicly outgoing than I am, <laughs> probably. Um, I am capable of being, like, forward facing, like outgoing. But I like when I reflect on my own years in the classroom, I don't think I am like 24 seven, like enthusiastic, jumping up and down, dancing around performing like that is not my that's not my style as a teacher. So like, I know for a fact that it's not true that you have to have a certain type of personality to do this. Um, I think you tend to bring a lot of energy 
to your classroom just because I think that's your natural personality. Mm -hmm. But I think like you and I have very different teaching personalities. And I, I've seen, um, I guess the person I always like to use as an example is Diane Neubauer, Dr. Diane Neubauer. She's a, she's a Mandarin teacher and, uh, she has one of the most calm demeanors I think I've ever seen. And she is, her students are acquiring Mandarin like crazy. Um, so, she, you know, she's a perfect example of somebody who just is calm all the time and yeah. not being like, a you know, total clown and a performer and her students are getting results. So it can be done. And I'm a clown and a performer, and some of my mm-hmm. students are not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Like, some of my students really do well in other mm-hmm. sections of Spanish because they are not clowns and performers. Mm-hmm. So they don't want me to pick on them <laughs> to be an right. actor in a story or to, you know, dance the bachata mm-hmm. yesterday or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think that um, for me... Uh, relying on things like just personalizing um, whatever activity that you're doing with students. So like if you're having a class discussion, um, focus on um, making the topic about the students, you know, talk about the students in your class. Um, I think a lot of it is also just like managing the flow of the conversation, like um, talking to one student and then talking to another student and kind of comparing the two students and then talking to the whole class. Like, it's not necessarily about the performance as much as it is about, like, you're kind of the puppet master and you're kind of like, you're, you're, main, you're work in the room, but you don't necessarily have to be performing for the room. It's just like you're, there's other ways of getting their, their interest and their attention. Yes. Absolutely. So what do you think it takes for somebody who feels like their personality isn't quite up to what they're maybe seeing in a workshop, like what do, what do they have to do to feel comfortable jumping in? Or, you know, what's an activity that maybe somebody could try? Well, let's start first with the root sometimes of why mm-hmm. people don't feel like they have uh, I, I'll, CI requires, you know, comprehensible input. If you're Mm -hmm. giving students input, it requires some confidence in your own language ability. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. if that's one of the reasons why you feel uncomfortable leading a discussion or, Mm -hmm. you know, telling a story or going through a reading and acting it out because you don't feel confident Mm -hmm. in your own ability to think on your feet, I would say one thing that helped so much with when I was first getting started using TPRS, because I taught almost 17 years just straight out of the textbook. I know Mm -hmm. you started your career just straight in with using CI, Mm -hmm. but I was a 100% textbook Mm -hmm. teacher at the beginning. And I needed a scaffold. I I would sit Mm -hmm. down and I would script out what I was going to say. Like, these are the things, these are the places I might mm-hmm. ask questions about this video. And I used that as my crutch until mm-hmm. I felt more confident uh, with what yeah. I was able to do. So if it is that you're a little worried about your own language skill mm-hmm. or your ability to think on your feet, having mm-hmm. that script as a fallback is a big help. Oh, totally. And I've definitely have scripted lessons and I've definitely taught pre-created stories you know, many, many times. I mean, I honestly, it does, it still gives me anxiety to just do a TPRS lesson, um, just totally winging it without knowing where my story is going. I mean, that's, that's like scary for most people. Um, 
I think it's a very rare teacher that can just like walk into a class with like three structures on the board and just do a lesson. About Let them that. go. Like that, that has <laughs> never been me. <laughs> um, I am way too controlling to, to just walk in with no plan. So, <laughs> Well, and I... I am afraid I won't say the structures enough. I have a funny, I don't know mm-hmm. if I can get my camera turned around here to it, but the other day I was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I had a sub coming in um, and I was going to be gone two days in a row. And so I didn't mm-hmm. want to leave just random lesson plans, but right. I also didn't have much time. So I wrote, mm-hmm. I did little notes here. Uh, mm-hmm. Spanish two was doing one completely unrelated unit and three one related like and they were all different units that they were working right. with. But as I was, t- I said, I'm going to tell you guys a story and I'm going to try to repeat these mm-hmm. structures enough times that everybody gets at least five reps of their own mm-hmm. structure during this story. And mm-hmm. so I just kept track there and I used it to pause and point. Uh, as I told this story that I had kind of scripted out, like this is how I might use them all. Um, But it really helped me to see it and to have kind of a scripted plan of how I could Mm -hmm. get the repetitions in there. I don't think I could just go in free, you know, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to use them as I'm on my feet. I wouldn't be confident Mm -hmm. that I had, you know, said them enough times. So I need a visual. Yeah, I think that's, it's totally valid to do things like that. And I, I tell teachers all the time too, like, if you have your question word posters on your wall, also put them on the wall in the back of the room where you, the teacher, can look at them. Because as you're doing those questioning techniques while you're discussing things mm-hmm. with your class or going over a story or whatever, it's going to remind you that you can ask a variety of different questions. And the kids don't know that you're using that to, to help you. No. So, yeah, you do whatever you have to do to... Um, scripted out or whatever you have to do ahead of time. I also think that a lot of teachers, like you said, are, they're just not confident. You know, maybe it's been a while since they studied overseas, or maybe they didn't study overseas, or, um, you know, maybe they're just, whatever, full of self, self-doubt. self I mean, for and me, a lot I of feel people, like... A lot of people get stuck in level one and two. You know, they, I've taught level one and two for 12 years. Like Mm -hmm. that's all the language practice that I've had for 12 years. Now I'm going to be teaching a section of Spanish four or AP Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, ah, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does, it takes a while to like recondition yourself to using that type of language, that Mm kind of elevated language that you need to give those upper level kids input. Um, I mean, for me, like listening to music in Spanish and watching TV in Spanish, they've been like the key for me to just keeping up with my nice. language skills. So I just recommend, you know, find media to consume in your target language. Am I boring you, Carrie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my second coffee this morning. <laughs> That's okay. I, mean, I need my phone. Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need... I feel like I'm teaching There's right a now. Lot of- like I've got my, yes. she's yawning. She's on her phone. I mean, it just never ends, <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> but give me some good comprehensible input about this topic and I'll, I'll be involved with you again. Yes, for sure. So I think just, so- you know, the bottom line for me is just like, I think you just need to do it. You know, like you need to just... <laughs> As a teacher, you need to just like maybe start small, like maybe start with like, I'm going to just tell a story and I'm going to ask questions about the story as I'm telling it. Like just 
keep it really, really simple and have a little like backup plan in case you just start having a panic attack and you need to bail on it. Um, you know, you can always just stop. You can act like that was all that you planned to do that day and say, okay, we're going to finish. We're going to talk more about this tomorrow and then go do whatever, whatever other activity that you would normally do in your class. That's kind of how I got started. I went to a workshop and I saw Susan Gross present about Mm -hmm. reading and about using Mm -hmm. language in the classroom. And man, in the textbook, I bet I wasn't using 15% target language Mm -hmm. in the classroom because I was just teaching them about Spanish. I wasn't Mm -hmm. really teaching them in Spanish. So I went back with my textbook and I started to go through the vocabulary list and think of, you know, okay, she said she uses a lot of stories. So we would have a yeah. day where we did mm-hmm. the story about the text and then we'd go back to the textbook and mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, let's do the grammar activities, but you could tell the deflation when we went from yeah. this, you know, <laughs> kind of fun co-creating mm-hmm. day with the story to, you know, workbook pages. So finding a way to, you know, slowly incorporate them in so that you can mm-hmm. experience for yourself how it feels to have them be engaged like that. Mm -hmm. I think another really fun way to get started is, um, okay, so think about like Mad Libs. Um, So get a take a story that's already been written. um, But maybe you have like just a few places in the story where you could offer students a choice between two details. Um, You know, like, do they go to this store or do they go to that store? Or do they eat this food or that food? Or, you know, what's the name of the main character? Is it this guy or this guy? Um, and that way you're kind of edging toward spontaneous storytelling, but you're not on the spot where you have to create everything. So that I think is a, is a good way to kind of ease your way into it. And again, it does not require any specific type of personality, um, to tell a story. And a scripted clip chat is another really easy Mm -hmm. way to kind of wade into the waters of, okay, this is what it looks like to Mm -hmm. drive the the classroom environment with input in the target Mm -hmm. language. But to have my script, there's tons of them available Mm -hmm. um, where you can just get an already made scripted movie talk or clip chat Mm -hmm. um, about really great videos that kids engage with videos. Some teachers Mm -hmm. like to take screenshots and do just a slideshow instead of videos. So I think there are a lot of ideas out there for how you can Mm -hmm. incorporate your own personality into doing a clip chat as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, for sure. And so I guess our bottom line advice is just do it. Even if, even if it's just like five minutes of your lesson. Just do Nike's it. Nike's going to come after you. Don't do it. Don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, just it. try to do it. There you go. <laughs> just try it. Just try it. All right. Well, we hope that you are all feeling inspired to just try. Try just for five try. minutes. <laughs> and if That's, you have been. if you like it. If you've been kind of hesitant and we've convinced you to try a CI activity in your class. We would love to hear how it went for you. So get in touch with us. Um, we we are rooting for you. So let us know yes. how it goes. 